Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey, Unwritten Rule fans, you can catch us every Monday and Friday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube. Follow us on Twitter at Believe Unwritten and enjoy the show. On today's episode of The Unwritten Rule, we have a couple recruiting updates for Mizzou football. Um, We're going to talk a little bit about that. Um, We also have the game time for the Tennessee game, so we'll touch on that. And then a quick hit about Des Moines Hodge uh, as well for the Lakers. Uh, He got in, played some some minutes. So we have just a a couple brief Mizzou updates for you guys. Um, You know, we had the big Georgia recap yesterday. Not too much going on, but we do have a fun third segment, which I'll get to in a second. Um, but we're going to do quick hits with Ken's uh, sports shorts. So that'll be good. Best beats of the week, dirty birds of the weekend. And then we'll have our fraud NFL fraud rankings, um, our ratio of the week. And then third segment um, it's basketball season. Mizzou plays tomorrow against Arkansas Pine Bluff. So we're going to do a little preview uh, of that game. Talk about, uh, you know, what we're expecting a little bit more from Mizzou basketball. I know we did that preview with Drew a little while back, um, but we'll have that for you guys we're going to do that kind of going forward just previewing a bunch of basketball games it's in full swing i'm so excited uh for dennis gates and company to be back but yeah um so we'll have that to end off the show it's a great one for you guys so the unwritten rule is presented by bet online the last of the major pro sports leagues is off and rolling and college basketball is ready to go as well i just said that the zoo's back i'm so excited for college basketball and bet online remains your top uh top spot for all your live betting action and contests, NFL, college football, UFC, NHL, and college basketball, all in full swing. And Bet Online is your number one source for wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions. All of the hoops betting action, along with every sport, is available at your fingertips with both desktop and mobile access every any, at any time. Head to Bet Online today and to remember to use our promo code Believe. That's B L E A V. Believe for your fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts and the unwritten rule starts right now. Attention, everybody, stop what you're doing. It's time for the unwritten rule, a Mizzou sports podcast brought to you by the Believe Network, alongside Peyton Haverman and Kenny Van Doren. Here is your host. Jack Knowlton. Welcome back to the Unwritten Rule. Today is Monday, November 6th, and Eli Drinkwitz is trying to steal every single recruit uh, possible after he lost Ryan Wingo, it would seem. Um, we have some quick uh, Mizzou football recruiting updates because, yeah, he's he's still getting busy um, and maybe taking that. We know he tweeted the STP thing uh, right after they lost out on Wingo and how, how wild that commitment was. We won't bore everyone to death with diving back into that. I think we probably talked that topic uh, about enough. But um, with that said, he's going after a couple of guys. And Kenny and Peyton, uh, we should talk about them. Uh, because he put there was a crystal ball recently put in for a one Mr. Courtney Crutchfield, who decommitted from Arkansas, the class of 2024 um, Pine Bluff wide receiver uh four-star prospect there so what's uh what's kind of the status with mizzou with mr crutchfield yeah as always uh it looks like arkansas players are finally recognizing which side of the border is better um this is uh courtney crutchfield he's a four-star wide receiver number as depending on who you look this guy's number 56 um on uh on 247 uh so pretty good prospect there he decommitted from Arkansas on Saturday and immediately picked up a crystal ball to Mizzou. 
Um, we know he goes to Pine Bluff. Uh, fellow commit Austin Dendy goes there, as well as uh, Jordan Harris, a current Mizzou player. He went to Pine Bluff uh, just last year. Kenny, obviously the residential uh, Jordan Harris expert. Um, so it does appear Drinkwitz is not taking the Georgia loss or the Ryan Wingo loss well. Um, and maybe th- maybe this will uh, come to fruition. Uh, it would certainly be a nice a nice uh, addition. Kind of indicates to me that Mizzou is not really giving Ryan Wingo a lot of the time of day. I don't think you make this kind of play for someone uh, of that because you got to think there's some NIL at play there, maybe reallocating some of those funds you had stored for Wingo. Um, and, yeah, I mean, Courtney Crutchfield, he's not – or Cameron Crutchfield, sorry. Uh, he, he's, not, he's not a Ryan Wingo-level player, at least from the recruiting services uh, rankings. But good player, if you can pick up three or four good players with what you were going to give for Wingo, I think that's pretty solid. You said it right the first time. It is Courtney, um, not Cameron. It is Courtney. And I, it is Courtney. I learned who this guy was today, so – yeah, and, uh, putting putting assets, putting funds elsewhere, um, resources that you had available to go to other players, and it almost I texted with you guys. It feels like rage recruiting. Uh, you missed out on on the big wide receiver that you were really expecting to get. You had put a lot of effort towards, and now it looks like the little brother teams are kind of taking the the hits from it. Uh, guys, you were going to mention another guy here in a second, but Arkansas doesn't have the best track record against Missouri, and, and since the you know they've in the last five, six years. Um, and now Mizzou is going after one of their guys that they just lost uh, to decommitment. And the one thing that just really stands out to me, and the, the, the games don't always matter, but we talked about the Arkansas game. The uh, the offense might be, uh, you know, a little fired up after they, they lost their OC this past week, end up beating Florida. Arkansas wins, Mizzou loses. Arkansas loses a recruit. Mizzou may, may gain a recruit. Uh, overall, uh, pretty, pretty cool pickup. And the Pine Bluff pipeline is growing and Al Davis, uh, the defensive interior defensive line coach has those connections to Arkansas. Uh, this is huge. I, I mean, I've been to Pine Bluff before I've, I've been to the high school. I didn't know it was producing like such, you know, high end um, players. Cause it looks, I mean, it looks a little bit smaller. It's not in the, the biggest town, but there's some athletes there. There's some players there. We talked about Jordan Harris, who wasn't even a, a football player to start off in his high school career. He was a basketball player. He played basketball all the way through, but, um, got late into football. They, they must be, they must have a really strong program there. And I, I do have connections there. My mom lived there for a, a year. So I guess I could be your, your resident Pine Bluff expert. Kenny's all in on the Pine Bluff. We're going to keep talking about him with, with basketball because Mizzou men's basketball plays them for uh, the first game of the year. So yeah, it's a big, it's a big Pine Bluff podcast, but yeah, the pipeline is growing. Um, number two player in Arkansas, according to on three, four-star wideout. Um, Courtney Crutchfield. So yeah, definitely a name to keep an eye on. And then uh, the other guy, we're going to go over to Tennessee, Ensworth High School. Um, Jaron Sensabaugh uh, picked up an offer as well from Missouri. He is a Vanderbilt commit, um, guys, but the number 24 player I'm looking here on Rivals, three-star recruit um, for the cornerback out of Ensworth, Jaron Sensabaugh. What's the uh, scoop uh, with him there? I mean, I don't think we know anything other than been offered he's still a bandy commit um there's a mizzou's got a lot of flipping uh drink kenny's mentioned it a lot drink loves what he calls flip miss um and mizzou is currently i mean let's let's face it it's the worst recruiting class in the sec right now 
Uh, so Drink is going to have to work extra hard um, to pull it up out of that. He's going to try and flip some of these guys. And you know what? If Mizzou finishes 10-2, and 9-3, and three, gets a nice bowl game, I would think he's going to flip a lot of these. I really would be very, very surprised if Mizzou winds up finishing uh, 16th uh, in the SEC. Uh, Jaron Sensabaugh, he, as, as you mentioned, committed to Vanderbilt. But as Kenny said, it's time for Mizzou to start kind of like separating themselves in the middle of the SEC. It's time to take some players from these little brother schools like, like Vanderbilt, like Arkansas. No disrespect to Vanderbilt, full disrespect to Arkansas. Uh, <laughs> but you should be out recruiting those schools. You're the better program. We talked about this last week, too. After Cam Dooley decommitted, the Tigers fell to 16th in the SEC for next year. And, and of course, the program isn't looking at those rankings. That's not what they're basing all their decisions off. They're going after the best guys they see as, as, as the best. And some of those best guys are ranked high. Some of them might be just three stars, and they still see a lot of talent, a lot of um, future in them. But it is also interesting that there have been some little, like, tiny battles between Mizzou and Vanderbilt recently. Um, you look at Jordan Harris, whose final two were Vanderbilt and Mizzou. Mizzou wins out on that one. Uh, and then a running back not too long ago, Yo, uh, Johan Cardenas, who's from the same high school I went to in Houston, St. Thomas. And the four-star running back ended up with the – he committed to Vander, Vanderbilt in the class of 2024. Um, we don't know if the, if Jaron Senspa is – you know, really considering the Tigers and if, if that happens in any way, but seems like another little battle between the two schools. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I want to throw this out too. Um, yeah. I mean, Vanderbilt, we've, we said going into the year, we thought Vanderbilt was going to be improved. We thought Clark Lee was the guy to turn this around. That really has not happened this year. I'm, I don't know the status of Clark Lee. I don't know if he could be, gone after this season or not i would probably guess not but it is worth noting i mean if there's a coaching change which i kind of don't think would be smart on vanderbilt's part guys are going to decommit like you can go after and maybe poach jaron Senzabaugh. maybe even johan cardenas can be flipped i mean it, you really just don't know um, how it all could shake out um, it like like we've said a million times i mean drink loves flipping people it's kind of a sick thing for him to love so much, just stealing recruits. I mean, the Wake Forest story with that D-lineman last year, how Drinkwood said he had to like hide his excitement that he was going to flip um, the D-lineman from Wake Forest to Mizzou on signing day before the bowl game. I mean, that's just who Drinkwitz is. Yeah, for sure. And I think, Kenny, your rage recruiting bit could catch on, too. That seems like a... I think that's a good uh, a good mentality to describe. Maybe what Drinkwitz is doing since missing out on Wingo. And maybe, you know, I know you said they don't really look at those numbers, but it's got to be in the back of a guy like Drinkwitz's mind when recruiting so important to him. You know, he doesn't want to be last in his conference. And like Peyton said, he wants to steal some of those, uh, you know, like outperform some of those other teams in the middle of the pack in the SEC and, and set yourself apart. And yeah, so I, I think he probably has a, you know, a slight eye on, on those numbers. And, you know, he's clearly trying to make moves at least um, to do that. So yeah, Jaron Sensabaugh, the cornerback, we'll see what happens uh, with his also, situation. Does, I, di I yeah. didn't, I didn't say that D lineman that Mizzou flipped last year's name. It was Sam Williams, uh, the, the Wake Forest commit. We've mentioned this before, but we, there wasn't really much steam behind it either. Uh, nope. Based on, you know, Twitter post, 
message boards. We weren't really following it. And then out of nowhere, the school posted that he was committing to, to Mizzou. And we're like, whoa, okay. Well, there's the guy Drinkwitz is talking about because he was verbally committed to Wake Forest beforehand, and he ended up signing with the Tigers. There you go. So flip miss. We're in flip miss season um, in November. Feels fitting. Um, but, yeah, some stuff to keep an eye on for recruiting. Uh, other just quick hit football-wise – we got the schedule. I know Peyton mentioned it last week that we weren't going to know because of the whole, um, you know, they like flex it and stuff. But Mizzou is, yeah, the six day window. But Mizzou is staying on CBS. They were on CBS for the Georgia game, and uh, they got the two thirty CBS kickoff for their matchup against Tennessee. Um, I don't know if you guys have any quick things on that, but Peyton, I do want to ask you because I think it's a it's a fair place to start getting into this fun speculation with you know. Obviously, the Georgia loss, you know, the, the the hopes of like the playoff SEC championship get kind of dashed. And I know you are a very big bowl game guy and like to check where, you know, Mizzou is projected to go to bowl games. So if you don't mind, a quick update from you also on uh, where you saw Mizzou getting projected to uh, bowls after last week. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it obviously it stinks to lose that game, but I think what you've seen kind of with the fallout from that game, Mizzou has gotten a lot of respect uh, just for even going blow for blow with Georgia like that. I mean, if Mizzou got blown out yesterday, they aren't getting the CBS slot. It's with, I mean, it's Nestler and Danielson calling the game next week. This is the last season the SEC is ever going to be on CBS, and they chose Mizzou and Tennessee for that slot over LSU, um, LSU, Florida. And that, that means something. That's certainly not a nothing burger. As far as the bowl games, even the bowl projections, from what I saw, Mizzou got a little more respect. Um, CBS, who the last few weeks they had been in the Music City Bowl against Maryland for the most part, they got moved up to a more fun, I think, uh, matchup against UNC in the Gator Bowl. And then two places, um, ESPN. Uh, one of their one of their writers, I yeah, they had them in the Liberty Bowl against Kansas State because they have two uh, writers that pick them, and that mm-hmm. that won't happen. They're not good. you don't do three matches in bowl games like that. And the but the other one had Mizzou in the Citrus Bowl against Iowa. Um, Citrus Bowl is probably as good as Mizzou can really hope for because New Year's Six seems. Very unlikely, I still think, just because it's so jam-packed at the top. 247 also had Mizzou in the Citrus against Iowa. Uh, Knowlton's sicko team that he likes to bet on. Um, so that would be a – the matchups I saw today would be very good for Mizzou. UNC in the Gator Bowl would be a fun one. Uh, and Iowa, the Citrus Bowl is a big deal. I mean, that's a good bowl game. Yeah. My only thing I want to throw out there just about you know, not even just like the bowl games, but looking at this time, another two thirty game must be a great feeling just as a Missouri fan, just, you know, these players as well, you're, you're getting the spotlight and it's just a year after two years after, you know, battling the 11 a.m. kickoffs. Uh, there's a threshold on how many you can have each season. And the Tigers were always pushing, pushing the threshold, pushing that, you know, the maximum number of 11 a.m. kickoffs you can have. We went at length talking about that with Corey from Believe in Dogs because uh, George is always getting the 230 or one of the big spotlight games on ESPN or CBS. Uh, this is a good, a good feeling to have, you know, have the eyes on you. And it, it does kind of sting that SEC Nation's not coming to this game either. 
the SEC Nation chose uh, number eight Thanks. Alabama against Kentucky, which, yeah. you know, ridiculous. I mean, Kentucky's not this team that a lot of people expected them to be. Of course, they they hit big in the portal. It didn't turn out well. And you're, you're missing out on two ranked teams. Oh, the CFP hasn't come out yet, the poll, when we're recording this. But we know that Kentucky's both Tennessee and – yeah, and both Tennessee and Missouri will be in the top 25. And it's kind of ridiculous. Um, it's just one of those things where Desiree has even said before to, to that crew, uh, to Paul Feinbaum, you guys need to come back. And they're just not. This is a perfect time to come back again. They they did come back. I think we I know. I, I'm saying one more time. But yeah. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I think it's ridiculous that a game that what, Alabama, I'd be surprised if they didn't win that game by 15-plus. Um, that gets the spotlight oh, over what's essentially a pick uh between Mizzou and Tennessee. I, I think it's a little ridiculous that that's not the game. I'm not one to really complain about stuff like this, really, but I do think Mizzou has earned that modicum of respect, I'd say. Uh, whatever, man. It, it is what it is. The team motto is something to prove. And uh, yeah, I don't think I don't think a program has ever fit their team motto better than Mizzou in some. Do you think uh, do you think they would do it, you know, if they at this point in the year, like would they do it for Arkansas, maybe take it to Fayetteville or because the game isn't no. in Columbia? They I think it's also a Friday game. It's also so a Friday. Not, oh, that's so right. Yeah, no, that's right. You're right. They wouldn't right. do that. The last right. chance would maybe be yeah. even if Florida loses this week and drops to like five and five I, I still think yeah uh, you're probably that that would be the last chance for Mizzou to get it yeah gotcha yeah so I, I agree I mean that I, th- I thought that was a little bit ridiculous um I'm, you know I'm pulling up these week 12 games as well when the Tigers place play Florida honestly that's that might be the game that they come isn't that, the, isn't that the cupcake week? The That's cupcake oh, yeah, week. it is cupcake week. So, so the, the only other SEC – oh, never mind. There's Georgia-Tennessee. That's the – that might oh, be the game. That'll, that'll probably Have get it. Have they been there before? Have they been to Tennessee this year? I don't know. I don't I've follow before. No, I don't even watch SEC day. Nation. We're so. letting them get in our heads. We we yeah. don't. We're, it's something to prove. It's something we don't, to prove. We don't even watch don't SEC care. Nation, so I don't yeah. know. It's just something we, we had to mention. <laughs> it was it, fun. It was fun. It was fun when you – it's fun for the kids that go, you know, like and that like to make the signs and come out. And, like, there's a reason that stuff is is good for – you know, and putting the campus on blast. So, yeah, it does, it does suck that they get that they get snubbed for that. And just for the sake of, you know, a, a good game, like, to have hyping up, you know, while you're doing that program. But whatever. Um, they ultimately chose Bama, Kentucky at Kroger, which – should be a blowout. Um, if it's not, I'm in trouble. Um, but anyway, Mizzou gets a 2:30 game against Tennessee. And then uh, last thing before we switch over to quick hits um, is is kind of a quick hit in of itself because he didn't do much. But uh, round of applause for Des Moines Hodge. He made his uh, NBA debut with the Lakers on Saturday. He played, I believe, four minutes. Good job, Des Moines. Um, as the Lakers lost by 19 to the Orlando Magic. So. Couldn't, couldn't help his team make a comeback. Didn't really do much. Hopefully, you know, he gets in a game uh, soon where he has more stats. But uh, nice to see him playing. We've seen Kobe for the Clippers get a few minutes. Um, now he gets to be in the funniest NBA team of all time with James Harden there now. Um, but there you go. Congrats to congrats to Mr. Des Moines Hodge. We'll have more Mizzou men's basketball 
uh, for the third segment of the show. But uh, we're going to switch over to Quick Hits. Kenny will start with his sports shorts. But, yeah, again, summarizing all that, Eli Drinkwitz is rage recruiting. Mizzou got the 230 kickoff. And uh, congrats to Des Moines. And with that, we will segue over and do Quick Hits. Uh, Okay, Quick Hits time. Kenny, start us out. Ken's sports shorts. For Ken's sports shorts this week, I'm going to give you – Four hints, or sorry, excuse me, five hints, um, and you're gonna have to guess this former Mizzou football player. Uh, I'm gonna go down the list and give you one by one. Who did you say? TJ. Oh my god, it's not TJ Mo. No. Oh my god. Um, so I'll I'll go down the list and it'll get a little bit easier each time. Tucker McKay. Guys... God dang it, I gotta change it now. It was actually Tucker McKay. <laughs> oh my. No way. It wasn't really, was it? Yeah, I have Tucker McCann <laughs> open up like um from the 2019 roster. I have him opened up right here. <laughs> that Man. means you gotta think of five hints right away, too. Well, this is really good podcasting. Okay, I got a new one. Okay. Ready? Roster. What? <laughs> I want to do it again. He's not from the 2019 roster, no. Justin Britt. No, he is from the 2019 roster. Yeah, that, that not okay, let's let him go. Stop guessing. Please <laughs> stop. I'm trying to do my own thing. Okay, we're going to go right here. I'm um, trying to do my thing. <laughs> this this player entered the transfer portal uh, after Christian the 2022 Holmes. season. No. Jack? After the 2022 season, you said? Yes. Uh, BJ Harris. No. This player, before they entered the transfer portal, was no longer a starter for the Mizzou Tigers. Is it uh, Trajan Jeffcoat? It's not Trajan Jeffcoat. Oh, man. Jack? He was no longer a starter. So so he started in the 2022 season but lost his job? No. So he was he started prior to the 2022 season but didn't start it. in his final season. Oh, Peyton has it. Devin Tyler Mason. No, and you also don't get another guess. You have to guess after each hint. Oh, is yeah. it after one? Okay. Yeah. Let him do okay. his thing. My third hint is that he Just was on the man. offensive line. Luke Griffin? It is Luke Griffin. Uh, oh, Luke Griffin transferred to Armed Forces Bowl starter, Luke Griffin. I was very excited to do this. I was thinking about Tucker McCann all day. <laughs> Had the I'm link so open sorry. on my on my Google all day. You should have picked a kicker. <laughs> I love, I love Tucker McCann. I love Tucker McCann too. When we were there. He wore number 19 in his final season at Mizzou. He played four years on special teams. I would have got it after. 19. I think we would have gotten that one. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. McKinsky's a kicker, Kenny. I know. You also kicker, really liked him, guy. Jack. I'll always remember that. Yeah. Tucker for president. If anyone saw that sign, that was me. Um, no one saw the sign. Best beats of the week, Kenny. Best beats of the week. Current Sorry, records. I segment jack you're back tied for first place with peyton at 19 and 15 the under of iowa versus northwestern at 31 points hit uh you hammered it um that was awesome you're the only one who got their bet this week bowling green did beat ball state but not by six more than six points peyton arkansas ended up beating florida so you were at 19 and 15 tied with jack at the top and i'm just one game behind you guys uh but this week let's keep it with some more mizzou ties Travion Ford, 
former uh, Mizzou defensive lineman, is now at Toledo. He's not playing as much every day, playing a lot more than he did with the Tigers. I uh, Toledo was favored by 19 points against Eastern Michigan. They're there are really two good. Guys. They are very good. Toledo's very good. And in my mind right now, I'm thinking of two former Mizzou athletes that ended up at Eastern Michigan. Can you name them? Amani Taylor Bates. Powell. Taylor Powell. And football or basketball player. Marcellus. Oh, um, oh, oh, Axel, Axel Congo. Alec, Axel, Axel Congo went to uh, Eastern Michigan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did he play with Amani Bates? No, I don't think he was on the team okay. last year. I think it was they, missed, they missed, missed each other. He's the only Eastern Michigan athlete I could name, and he's not there anymore. Well, Maxion is a. Uh has ruined my life before and it's probably going to get ruined again. Cause that's a lot of points for Toledo to cover in a midweek game. I, I, I did in our top 25 rankings, I believe I ranked to Toledo in our little friend group. So I, I believe were, in the Rockets. They were in my hunt. I did not rank them though. Um, but I'll stick with the Mizzou ties. Uh, Mizzou, former Mizzou basketball opponent, uh, Liberty. They are, they have a very good, uh, football team this year. They're nine and Oh, um, I don't believe any former Mizzou players are on Liberty. They're taking on Old Dominion. Liberty is also ranked number 25 um, in the AP poll. Uh, this, of course, being recorded recorded before the CFP. They probably won't be ranked in the CFP. Um, but I got them by 13 over Old Dominion. Old Dominion's lousy. Um, Liberty very well could go 12-0. and 0, So I'll take the flames. Yeah, good bet. Uh, I, I, I'm sorry, I don't have any Mizzou ties in my game, but that's because, like Kenny said, I, I got to keep it rolling. I'm now, I'm now two for two on my sicko Big Ten football bets, uh, with Iowa, and Not I, I got to keep the Big Ten sicko Iowa, sicko specifically just sicko Iowa. I got to keep it rolling. They're playing Rutgers this weekend in Kinnick. The over under is twenty nine and a half. Uh, I'm give me the under I'm hammering the under. This will be a big test. Rutgers is a little bit, uh, of an interesting team. Um, they, they were hanging with Ohio state for a bit there last week, but, uh, I, I got to stick with my unders until it fails. Like Kenny said, it's got me to tied for first. I can't, I can't stop riding it out. Now. Give me the under in the Hawkeyes Scarlet Knights game. Boring and bland, just like the Iowa offense. Wouldn't have it any other way. Precisely. Speaking uh, of birds, let's go into our dirty birds of the weekend now. Uh, mine has to, we got to dip our feet into the NFL here. Baltimore Ravens steamrolled the Seattle Seahawks. Lamar Jackson continues his dominance against NFC teams 37 to 3. My dirty bird goes to Pete Carroll and the Seahawks. Geno Smith completed 13 passes for 157 yards, no touchdowns, of course, and he had an interception. Drew Locke. Didn't get in there. And I, I think that's my dirty bird. Allow Drew Locke to get in there and let, let him mix in. The Seahawks team has a chance to to win the to win the West at the moment with the 49ers on a little bit of a skid. Um, but I think they, have a, they also have a chance of just making the playoffs outright. And um, I think Drew Locke could lead them there. You know, I agree with you. The fact that Drew Locke did not get into this game is disgusting. Uh, even DeJounte Murray, another bird. The Hawk, the Atlanta Hawk, calling for uh, Drew Locke's, uh, what would you call it, insertion into the game. Appearance. Um, yeah, appearance in the game. Um, it, it, but, you know, it's it, it's not going to happen. Seattle's too solid right now for them to really risk a quarterback change like that. Uh, so I wouldn't hold my breath. But uh, Nolan, do you have anything to say? It's your team. 
Uh, yeah, you know, I wanted to see Drew Locke in this game. Um, I was very, it was very hard watch. Um, I, I, I saw this coming though. Everyone got way too high on the Seahawks and I, I knew they were going to have a meltdown when all the expectations were finally on them. So I'm glad they're back. Hopefully it was so bad that everyone switches back off of them and they can just kind of coast. This is a, this is a bad win. This is a very bad win. I agree with Peyton that it's probably good for morale to keep Gino out there, but we all would have loved to see Drew Locke. He's on a spaceship. It was so hype when he got into the game earlier this season. Um, but it, it, just I, Lamar Jackson is 17 and one against the NFC. This is a, it's a problem. If they like, he's ridiculous. I don't have any other words. It was a terrible game. I was very sad today. Yeah, no, Peyton? I, I get it there, man. But uh, moving on my dirty bird. Atlanta Falcons. Goodness gracious, what a joke of a game this was. Um, Heineke was the starter. Um, it appeared the Falcons were coasting to a victory. But Josh Dobbs, who was who they traded for last week, another former bird, Car- Cardinal, ah, they lost today too um, behind Clayton too. Um, they did not – I mean, he was not even supposed to play. It was Jaron Hall who started for them. I mean – but I can't talk. Josh Dobbs did not even know the the full names of his players. He said he didn't have oh my play God. literally when Kevin O'Connell was calling the plays for him uh, because Jaron Hall got a concussion. He was out for the game after, I mean, Kevin O'Connell was literally explaining how the play worked to Josh Dobbs as he was calling them. Uh, it's like ask Madden. Dobbs, yeah. Josh Dobbs led, led the Vikings back, got a, Last minute touchdown, 31-28, the Vikings win. Uh, good for Josh Dobbs, man. I mean, there's a good video of him getting hyped up by his teammates that he barely knows um, in the locker room. So, uh, yeah, the Falcons are my dirty bird. Uh, Mizzou tie in that game. Caleb Evans getting the win with the Vikings, along with his teammate, who hopefully now he knows his name. Uh, Josh Dobbs does. But that's wild. I didn't know that all that about, like, how he called the plays and like the names and stuff. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, my dirty bird of the week. I, I, I really struggled to get a bird tie in here. However, um, like Kenny was trying to do with his Mizzou ties uh, in his bet. I wanted to shout out another former uh, Missouri player. Elijah young, the former running back um, is making the UTEP miners, the dirty bird of the week because he absolutely dusted them on the ground for uh, Western Kentucky. He's with the Hilltoppers, the team with the coolest helmets in football. They do the like did the buy position with their mascot a couple of weeks back, which was dope. But uh, yeah, Elijah Young, 12 carries, 139 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, his touchdowns and uh, rushing yards totals were a career high against UTEP. So good to see Elijah Young, of course, was with the Tigers. Um, oh, I forget. Oh my gosh, I'm blanking on when. Help me, help me out here. Last year, yeah, it was just just <laughs> last year. Yeah, even there you go. And now he transferred, and uh, yeah, glad to see he's doing well. Good for him. I I never will understand what went wrong. Like just I don't know. Elijah Young, I think, was always very very efficient when he got the ball. I get he wasn't a great pass blocker. I guess maybe Drinkwitz likes that out of his running backs, but. When you have a situation where Mizzou knows they kind of need to get more out of the running backs that aren't Cody Schrader, like they, they every week they say, yeah, we need to get more running backs involved, and then it just doesn't happen. 
someone like Elijah Young could have been a very nice change of pace back. But ultimately, it's not a huge deal. Cody Schrader has been great this year. Uh, But I'm glad Elijah Young found a good home. Elijah Young always felt like a guy that had, you know, a couple different modes almost too. He could he could have caught some passes oh, yeah. out of the backfield. Um, he was you know he put his head down, he'd run. We didn't really see much action from him necessarily, especially in this last season. I think it's one of his last games he played was against Tennessee, where he's from. He's from Knoxville. I actually had a, a fun uh, future story I wrote about him for the Columbia Missourian uh, with his former coach Clark Duncan. And it, one of his quotes that he told me is like he only has one speed. He's always only at one speed. That's full tilt. Like he just runs with his head down, he'll run through people. That's all he cares about. He just loved football. He was one of the best players in the state of Tennessee when he, when he signed with Mizzou, he, he won um, Mr. Tennessee for his, his class and pretty incredible high school career. Just never really translated with the Tigers. Yeah. Good for him then that he's doing so well. Hilltoppers got a gem. I think this, this uh, makes me think of something we should maybe do. You know, we always talk about all these postseason awards. There's so many of them that Mizzou should win. I think, boys, we should uh, come up with the like best Mizzou transfer award, and we maybe have a couple nominees for the best guy that left Mizzou, and and you know, however, based on his season from where they are now, I have my nominee right now. It'd be Jay Macklin, but it would have I, to be uh, Jay Macklin. I think. he I, he might be the leader for it, but anyway, something to consider. I think we should do that as an end. How is award. Gavin McKay doing at Mercer? Anybody know? Gavin McKay's at Mercer? Didn't know that yeah. at all. What? Um, Gavin McKay is at Mercer. I know Devin Nicholson and Jelani Williams went to Kent State. That can't be going too well. They are lousy, lousy <laughs> Yeah, they're teams. bad. Um, Travion Ford we touched on earlier. Uh, went to Toledo. Tyler Macon went to Alcorn. I don't even think he's the starter down there, unfortunately. He's not. He lost the job in week one. Yeah. Um, so Connor Basilak? He's uh, he's at, got mine. He's still kicking at bowling, bowling green. You know, another guy who actually could have maybe been a, a an argument for it before he got hurt was was Macaw Wingo with LSU. Oh well, I guess we'll never sure. know. <laughs> Dominic Love. Uh, Gavin McKay has three receptions for twenty six yards at Mercer. Okay, so I I think we can take his name out of the hat. Um, <laughs> Mercer's seven and three. Hey, there you go. Wow. Um, wow. Okay. Connor Basilek threw a whopping 128 yards last week. <laughs> so. Hey, that was almost more than the Iowa and Northwestern quarterbacks combined. So give him some respect. It's two power five schools. <laughs> um, all right. Kenny, you ready? I guess I am. Uh oh. What time is it? What time is it? It's o'clock. Fraud. Welcome to this week's NFL Fraud Rankings recording here on a Sunday. There's still some action going on. So the Buffalo Bills, they might be on Fraud Watch down 21-7 here at halftime. But we're looking at number five in this week's Fraud Rankings. We're going to throw it over to our good friend Jack Knowlton in the sunglasses. Talk about the Green Bay Packers. Uh, Go Pack Go. More like... No pack, no. They did win today, but it took Brett Rippin. Brett Rippin. Who? Who is that? The son of Packers. They're such a stinky franchise. Uh, you know they're in the mud with uh, without a good quarterback. Jordan Love, more like Jordan Dud. No pack, no. <laughs> they're fraud wrecking number five. 
ripping off fraudulent wins of the Packers. See what I did there? Coming in at number four. Pretty easy one here. Might get myself some Will Levis jeans. Because this guy probably shouldn't have a job anymore. The Titans coming in at number four in the fraud rankings. Will Levis couldn't close it out. Although it was only his second game of his NFL career, the Steelers walk away with a 20-16 to win on Thursday night. Coming in at number three, they had to be in here somewhere. Whoever lost this game was going to be in here. The boys, the Dallas Cowboys, America's team, losing 28 to 23 on the road at Philadelphia. Dak Prescott had a big day, 29 completions, 374 yards, three touchdowns. Outdueled Jalen Hurts, but Jalen Hurts walks away with the win with his defense coming up big. Somewhere Stephen A. Smith. Run the ball a little more, Dak. Fraud. Number two, another one of those games where whoever lost was going to make it in here. The fraudulent Miami Dolphins cannot pull out another win. They haven't won. They haven't won against a, an above 500 team. They, they became frauds in Frankfurt. The Frankfurt frauds. Oh, Mr. Uh, Mike McDaniel made it all about him this week, having these Gutentag press conferences. He that said the room mask. was really big in Germany. Bad. I walked in. I said, wow, what a big room. How about you're a big fraud? Fraud. The frauds. Lastly, on the fraud rank, he's coming in at number one is the Seattle Fraud Hawks. Now 5-3 and three on the season, getting whooped by the Baltimore Ravens. 37-3. Mentioned a little bit earlier. Get Drew Locke in the game. Resign Matt Hasselbeck is what I have to say. That's a real quarterback. Maybe get an O-line. Please get an O-line. It makes me so angry every week. Fraud. That's all I have to say. That was a sad note to end that on for me, but good fraud rankings. Peyton, you got your joke. Ratio, community note. I don't even know what we have this week. I guess I I, I didn't nominate myself for the, for this, but I am the <laughs> ratio of the week. Um, so after after Mizzou lost uh, very tragically to Georgia, uh, one Mr. Zachary Hayes, a Cardinals fan I follow on Twitter, tweeted, did Mizzou fans actually think they were going to win? I quote, that got one reply, two re- uh, retweet slash uh, quote tweets three likes, and someone replied to that named Roddy Tillman with, or Ronnie <laughs> Tomlin with just idiot, and it got 14 likes. <laughs> I quote tweeted it uh, with, did a quote, did a fan base that saw their team with the ball at midfield down six with nine minutes to go really think they had a chance to win? I got three replies, eight retweets. These are all retweets. I do know that. And 201 likes. Uh, Mr. Hayes, I own you. Oh, he replied to you, too. Yeah, I didn't bother replying. I was upset. Well, he got ratioed again by that. Um, Mm -hmm. He said, I wasn't following the game, but like before the game, I feel like the was a lot of confidence. Uh, He meant there, but... um, I know. I know what he meant. I was just... And then someone said, least casual... Someone said, least casual UGA fan. He said he's an Iowa fan. Yes, he is an Iowa fan. Sorry to hear that, too. Yeah, tough. He's just honestly, I would not want to win nine games the way Iowa wins nine games. It seems miserable. It's good for uh, me. Yeah, that's ratio. Yeah, well done. Um, good job, Peyton. I just this I I nominated Peyton for this one because it just came across my Twitter feed, and I was like, Jesus, 132 likes this one poor guy's 
response. He's not even a, a Georgia fan in the he had the Mizzou, the Mizzou Mafia, Mizzou Nation in his in his mention. So tough for that guy. Um, but Zachary, lesson learned. Just saying. Um, and with that, we're gonna segue um shift back. We're gonna talk some Mizzou men's hoops. We got the season starting, we're recording on Sunday. By the time the show comes out, uh, it will be game day for Mizzou men's basketball. So we're going to do a little preview, just talk about the team, talk a little Arkansas Pine Bluff. Kenny's, um, you know, now our resident Arkansas Pine Bluff expert. We're going to preview that game a little bit in the start of Mizzou men's basketball season. Okay, we're going to finish up the show. We've got a, I guess it's not even a schedule change, more so that it's it's basketball season, Kenny and Peyton. Um, We got Mizzou men's hoops. We're going to cover it all year long. And we were talking off air like figuring out you know just looking at the season how we wanted to do previewing games and like recapping games it kind of works out perfectly dennis gates might have been thinking of our show schedule when he uh was was developing the mizzou men's basketball schedule because we got games midweek and then over the weekend so it's it's going to be nice for for everyone to listen in especially come conference play every game in conference is either on tuesday or saturday with the exception of one wednesday game um so that'll be great for us you'll get to show monday a preview You'll get a recap of that game and then another preview for Friday. So you've got all the men's basketball coverage you're ever going to need um, on the unwritten rule. But anyway, we got Mizzou and Kenny's, uh, you know, de facto favorite school pipeline, Arkansas Pine Bluff, um, coming into town. We're not we're not really going to dive into too much on on the Golden Lions and what we're expecting. Where you know I think just like uh, the Bet Online odds, which has Mizzou as 20 and a half, 25 and a half point favorites. Um, I think we're expecting a pretty comfortable Mizzou win. So I want to start for you boys. We obviously did the big um, preview with Drew King, and everyone go check that out if you haven't. It was a great interview. Talked all all Mizzou basketball, especially we, we kind of speculated, and I really don't think anyone knows like what this lineup is ultimately going to look like, but I want your guys' starting five that you think will um, be out there for this Arkansas Pine Bluff game tomorrow night. Uh. Yeah, the five, I think, um, it really is a lot of up in the air, but the five, I think Dennis will send out tomorrow night. I know we talked a lot about wanting to play a lot of East and Honor lineups, which I don't think he's going to do right away, but I do think we'll see a heavy dose of. So I'm going to go Honor at the one. Hmm. I think I'm going to have to go Caleb Grill at the two for now. I go back and forth whether I think him or Bates will start. For now, I'm going to go Grill. Um, Tanjay three, Carter four, Van over five. Yeah, I remember we did this long ago, back when we were still on the radio um, in KCO 88.1 FM. And at the time, we were still wondering, like, okay, let's make one with Mosley in the lineup and then make one with Mosley (laughs) not in the lineup because we weren't sure if he was going to go pro or stay with the Tigers, ended up going pro. And I think we can all kind of agree that there are three locks you know, we even talked about this with Drew when Drew was trying to give his starting five, you know, what he thought would be like the main group of guys that are going to be seeing the most starts. And Dennis changes it up so much. The the five we see tomorrow might not be the starting five we see in a month or two. Uh, but we can kind of agree that Vanover is starting, Carter is starting, and Nick Honor is starting. And I, I was, I, I mean, it's kind of been a toss up for me as well about, you know, who's going to be at that two. Um, I do like Tanjay at three. I think that's, in my mind, that's also a lock. I think that's just with with the experience he has and a great season he had um, at Colorado State and just coming over and just the experience. I think it, it makes a lot of sense there. 
uh, that second one, um, I just don't know. Uh, it's just I, I kind of want to lean Tamar Bates, um, but I just I didn't really read much about Tamar Bates and didn't really meet, see many tweets from the basketball reporters. It's also just really early, but I'm just talking about in the preseason. But I think I'm going to roll with Tamar Bates just to be a little bit different. So you're going Honor, Bates, Tanjay, Carter, and Vanover? Correct. Nice. Okay. Yeah, I, I really – it's tough because, yeah, it's – this is the one, like – this is the time as, like, a basketball fan when I, like, hate the most because you're right there and you just want to see them play and you're tired of speculating and speculating. But I really don't – I don't have any reason to pick anything different than I think what Peyton said other than the fact that I actually think, you know – Dennis being Dennis, I feel like home opener first game of the year, he's going to give one of his guys coming back a slot in the starting lineup. And I'm also just kind of saying this to be different. I am going to go with the honor and East backcourt duo to start out the year. I think, um, you know, that'll just be something Dennis, he said he wants to tinker with it. I think that'll be something the fans will like to see two familiar faces kind of taking up the ball. I don't really have any reasoning other than that. I would not be shocked at all if it is Caleb Grill. Wouldn't be all that shocked if it was Tamar Bates, but with the way Caleb Grill has been, the attention he's been seeming to get, the way Drew talked about him um, with his sharpshooting ability, I really think he's going to wind up being, we made the TikTok about it, the guy um, and and one of the guys for Mizzou men's basketball. Um, so I could see I could see him, I think, taking that over, but I will go um, Honor East and then the front court of Tanjay um Noah Carter and Connor Vanover as well I'm really curious to see what happens um I very nearly put Caleb Brown in this lineup because I just was like wanted to just be fun I I like I could see Dennis just being like you know what every returner get out there then we'll just we'll just have the fans you know see all the familiar faces but um you know any other thoughts just like with you know who you want to see play what you want to see from any of the guys really uh returners newcomers freshmen whoever honestly I think a fun game to play would be who is the first, who's the number yeah. six off the bench mm-hmm. because there's okay. so that's one thing I think we're worried about who's going to be the guy who's going to step up. And when you need a bucket last year, it was either Kobe or Des Moines. Who's going to step up and be Kobe or Des Moines this year when you need a bucket in a, in crunch time. But the depth on this team is so it's so quality. I love it. I think the bench is going to be super deep. Um, and that can really set Mizzou up for success. The first guy off the bench, it wouldn't shock me if Gates threw threw us a curveball and made it like Caleb Brown or mm-hmm. Kurt Lewis or something like that even, because we've heard Kurt Lewis could be a sharpshooter for this team as well. I think my, my pick for that is going to be have to be East or whoever doesn't start between Grill or Bates, because I still think Bates and Grill are going to get a healthy amount of minutes. I like that. I like you brought that up too, Peyton, because that's what I was thinking about. It's like, when are we going to see Caleb Brown? Talk of the town, talk of the offseason. When is he going to get in there? And Jack, you, you said it well too. Maybe he even sees a spot um, in that front court. And in my mind, it was like trying to think about, can I slip Shaw in here? Can I slip Brown in here into that front court and move Tanjay up to the back court? I, you know, I was trying to think about it, but I don't think either of those two guys start. I know they're two returners, you know, two forwards that could maybe slip in at some point, but I'm I'm excited to see Aiden Shaw as well. Uh, different mold, different body, bigger guy now. Um, really filling out and getting stronger. And what we saw, we talked about it for probably five minutes about him dunking a weighted ball. Um, this guy looks exciting this year. Um, really filling out. 
I yeah, I that that. Go ahead, Peyton. I was gonna say on Aiden Shaw, that is like something that could really be an X factor this season if he can really because there's so much athletic potential with him. I, I'm not expecting him to be a hundred percent a finished product this year, but if you could see like some strides made, like maybe he becomes a bit more dynamic offensively, becomes a more consistent rebounder. I think that could go a long way. Yeah, he was going to be my pick for that six-man thing. I, I, you know, you you kind of even saw it a little bit last year. Like, they like to plug him in and even some of those bigger games from time to time. And, yeah, you could tell it's it's not a finished product, but the potential is just so tantalizing. Like, it's just, it's just ridiculous, the athleticism he has. If he can, you know, develop any sort of a jumper, he's going to be such a weapon uh, in the SEC, which is like a very physical league. And he already has that side down. That's, I think, often the biggest challenge for guys is like adjusting to that physicality. And like he, you know, it's already there for him. You don't have to worry about that with Aiden Shaw. I'm glad we brought up Kurt Lewis too. Kurt Lewis is like, I watched a lot of his tape. Uh, you know, he came from Logan where Sean East went to, kind of had that a similar pipeline there. He's really good. And he also, you know, he was at Eastern Kentucky before that. I think he picked Eastern Kentucky over a couple D like higher major offers that he had um, went to that mid major, then went Juco has just a very interesting path. And I think he is absolutely a guy kind of similar to East that he can take over a game. He can shoot the ball really, really well. I think if he makes a similar East jump, he's going to be someone who has to be talked about in this rotation. It's just like you scroll through the roster. It's just so you don't know how they're going to get like someone is going to miss out and be upset with their, with their minutes because this, this depth is just ridiculous um, in terms of all the, the guys that they can go to. You can never have too much depth. And that, that's like a, a true statement in a lot of sports and, you know, maybe end of the end of the day, it could lead to some transfers down the road. Great thing to have at the beginning of the season, especially everyone healthy too. Um, mm -hmm. Just super excited just to see who's going to be in this mix and, you know, maybe down the line, you know, who's going to be that Caleb Brown last year who kind of, you know, sparked some minutes at the end, you know, if maybe the halfway point, maybe in January, who comes in for maybe six minutes off the bench, maybe some more defense um, put on the floor and excited to see who kind of stepped into that role because Dennis has showed that, um, showed that last year. And we haven't even, I mean, geez, we've talked about just such a deep bench. We haven't even mentioned like guys like Jesus Carolero. I mean, the Campbell transfer. I mean, I remember Rock M Nation, they have some beat writers that do fantastic work. Matt J. Harris, uh, Dad Mizzou, they do a lot of good work. I remember they talked about how Carolero could maybe step in as like a connecting five. So if you don't, if you maybe want to get Van over off the court for a little, a certain matchup lets you keep Carter at the four and put Carolero. It just, it, it, this is, and we haven't even touched the freshman. I mean, Ant Robinson. Trent Pierce, Jordan Butler, all those guys. We don't even know what they could be yet. We've heard rave reviews about all three. Um, it's just, it really, this team has played in perfectly. Last year, you saw it a little bit too, but this year, really, when Dennis has truly started to put his fingerprints all over the team's identity, just positionless basketball. I mean, when you were talking about how Kenny how you could just push Sanjay maybe into the guard position sometimes, maybe keep him uh, in the forward spots. I mean, there's just so much versatility with this roster, so much depth, so many different looks. Uh, and I'm sure Dennis is going to be experimenting a lot early on in these games. 
Yeah, you said the freshman. Like, you know, I, I don't think Drew, with what he talked about with Trent Pierce, like should go under the radar at all. I mean, that's why we, you know, that's why we highlighted it. Like, I, I think the kid is going to be fantastic. I mean, he fits this um, perfect Dennis Gates, you know, type of player that he recruited, that he helped recruit at Florida State, guys that he got to the NBA. And Drew said that, you know, they have pro hopes for him. This is not a kid who they expect to stick around in college for four seasons. Um, you know, he's like 6'10", he's over 200 pounds. It's going to take some adjustments, but like he he's someone who, again, that six-man role, like he could, he I think he has the potential to like to take that if it really clicks for him in year one. He is a really, really good, and it feels like his built is, or his build is like perfect for a Dennis Gates type of scheme and a, like, and the way he develops players of that kind of like play style and build, I think is just very, very exciting. I watched a lot of his tape too last year. I think Trent Pierce is a going to be a home run. I'm glad you touched on that as well. Uh, Got to give, you know, a shout out to Drew. Um, awesome interview. And you guys have, have shown some support on just what he was saying as well on X. So when I'm talking to you guys, whoever's listening to this and you can go on there and watch some short clips. If you don't, if you don't have time to watch the full interview, Drew knows his stuff. Um, we, we can't say it enough. That's the guy you want to go to. He, he puts his his life into this team, just covering it. It's his job, but um, he knows everything about it. And you go check out Drew King whenever you need your basketball information. Yeah. Um, Payton, do you have anything uh, anything more? I have two qu- quick things before we uh, before um, we conclude. I don't know. Just the Trent Pierce thing is funny to think about because I remember like we still weren't for sure what Dennis Gates was as a high school recruiter yet, and that was his first. That was his second. Mitt, mm-hmm. um, if I remember correctly, because Ant, yeah, Ant was, uh, was first. the first one. And I remember being at work, like my summer job at my dad's insurance company, uh, just sitting there and seeing the news. And I'm like, oh, I'll go look at this guy. And he was a high-end four-star. I was like, oh, my God. Like, I almost fell out of my chair when I saw Zoo got a recruit of that caliber. Um, so don't, over, don't overlook uh, the freshmen that Dennis brought in. I mean, these are high quality players. I think we we can all agree that Dennis has an eye for talent. No doubt. No doubt. Yeah. And um, you know, we're gonna put it out, but uh, you know, we we have uh we have some potentially some of the the future talent down the road that we're gonna get a little bit of a perspective on. Um just to tease a little bit. We'll we'll reveal as the as the week goes on, but we have a fun thing for Friday's show. Just keep an eye out for Friday. Yeah. Yeah. Keep an eye out for Friday. We got All a on the big, front. big show coming. Big interview on Friday. Tall um, interview. Large <laughs> no, interview. it's not Jordan Wilmore. You guys might it's think a big man Wilmore. tall. Tall not Jordan Wilmore. Interview. Yeah. He's tall. Maybe plays basketball. Maybe not quite at the college level yet, but might be for a certain Tigers team. Anyway, um, keep an eye out on that. I have two things. One, I mentioned the award in quick hits that we can do for football for guys who transferred. I had an idea for basketball. I did this last year when I covered this team with, with, um, you know, with the other beat writers. One of the most fun parts about college basketball teams is, you know, the walk-ons, the bench guys. You know, we had the Ben Sternberg moment. A lot of moments. Shout out Ben Sternberg. Came on the friend of the show. Um, but we had him when he, you know, hit the shot against Lindenwood. That became a bad beat. That was hilarious. We, of course, have Jackson Francois who, like, you know, as seems to have taken over Ben's role in the social media stuff. Everyone loves a good walk on thing. I think 
guys, we should give a walk-on of the year award at the end of the season. You know, just who who embodies uh, you know, the 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 walk-on mentality um so far. I know uh I know I think it's Dennis who has like he has a play, he calls them like EGBs, which is like energy generating like like plays. It's a acronym he uses. It's guys that do that thing. I think we should keep an eye on the walk-ons and uh and give an award, whether it's Mr. Francois. I think the walk-ons are Francois, JV Brown. I think Mabor is a walk-on. Danny Stevens. Um, I think Jackson. Mabor is opening as a minus 120 favorite right now. Okay. That, that's okay. my early pick. Because Mabor, I think, this is my sneaky hot take, I think it's possible Mabor gets a few minutes here here and there in a couple games. Because I mean, last year, that Tennessee game. game yeah, he quite literally had a couple rebounds that saved the game and a block. Yeah, thank you to block. So Mabor, I keep a, I just keep an eye out for Mabor. I, I, and Mabor is always the one where I, when he comes in, I like do the Leonardo DiCaprio. You know, I'm like, oh my god, yeah. there he is. He's like <sighs> seven thousand feet tall. It's Mabor Mayak. Can you do the Dicky Nut? Do the Dicky Nut uh, after Tennessee? Let me tell you about an unsung hero, Mabor. But it's not just about the, the walk-ons getting on the court. Uh, I think it's about the energy yeah. of the show on the EGBs. sidelines is what Jack is saying. And I'm watching some clips of Danny Stevens right now in high school behind me. And, and you know, I, I think Danny Stevens uh, could pull out maybe something here. Um, these are coming from... Francois is kind of a tall task. I think Francois might be the opening the opening winner right now. He was the, yeah. the apprentice to Ben. That's Where true. did you get... Uh, did you say those videos? Who, who those videos come from? uh khqa okay i thought you you started to say cut and because i was brainstorming this idea with friend of the show callum mcandrew who proposed that we call this award the soldier benny walk-on award of the or walk-on of the year award that's what we should okay after i like that so yeah the walk-ons it it opens now from now on we will evaluate the walk-ons due season starts on monday the soldier benny walk-on award of the year we will give out at the end of the season all right, everyone pick their winner right now. Jackson Francois. Preseason favorite. Jackson Francois. I'm going to go Mabor. Mabor. Okay. I'm going to go Danny. All right. I'll make a graphic. We'll tweet sorry, the graphic. JV Brown. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> I know JV Brown. He's the only one that got, that got screwed out of that. Um, but yeah, Soldier Benny walk on award of the year. Do that. All right, last thing. They're playing uh, Pine Puff. I this feels like a jinx if I say this, but I just think it's funny anyway. Guys, it's what not. do you think last what do you think the last time Pine Bluff uh won a game? December. I hope November. November of last year. Okay, maybe it wasn't as extreme as I thought. 88 to 72 over Mississippi Valley State on January 28th. Oh, that's okay. a conference win. Yeah. That's they a, did have a, a uh, zoo opponent. Yeah. They did have a, a five game winning streak. I wish I remember that guy that scored. We like thought he was going to transfer to Mizzou. Uh, no, I mean you. You made that. You like, There's him. no way a guy from. Wait, I'll pull. I'll, I'll pull it up. I'll pull it up. Far up. The Delta Devils. But, yeah, I mean he had like their first 17 points or something. Um, but no, I guess my last thought because Mizzou's going to win this game. I mean, I'm sorry, Arkansas Pine Bluff, but Mizzou's 25 point favorites on opening night. I mean that is extreme stuff um i i I, this is a good tune-up you got a huge game against memphis it's like one of the more important games of the season i think 
getting an early win against Memphis is. Um, but God, I'm so excited. I really do like college football is great. College basketball is what I really fell in love with more at Mizzou. So this is like big tomorrow. I'm so excited. The the man for Mississippi State you're looking for is Terry Collins. He is a guard. Believe we made the joke that he was uh, the old Mets manager. (laughs) Oh, good. My favorite guy. My favorite mid-major guy that cooked Mizzou. I've got high hopes for is a pen guard Jordan Dingle. Do you guys remember that? Were you at the pen game? We weren't there. We were in Memphis at the time. Or by then, Kenny was on the way to Knoxville for the Tennessee game. He he dropped like 30 on Mizzou and he transferred to St. John's. I'm a big Jordan Dingle guy. Fans, that's a deep cut. Former future uh Mizzou head coach Rick Pitino uh recruited him. That's true. That's unwritten rule lore. See our first interview with Moon Choi. You, get, you had to be there if you, you had understood to be there. that reference. We gotta get him back on. Maybe with mm-hmm. Rick Pitino. Just because you can talk about coaching strategy. Um, all right. Anyway, yeah, we're super excited. Mizzou, Arkansas, Pine Bluff. I don't think I said you can watch the game on SEC Network Plus or ESPN Plus. It tips off at 7 p.m. at Mizzou Arena. We will all be watching uh, and and tuned in. I'm very, I'm so excited. Like Peyton said, basketball season is just the best. It's very fun. Um, and yeah, now we have now we have our Soldier Benny uh, uh, Walk On Award of the Year. So um, maybe people, if if you have moments of a walk on, drop them in the comments or tweet at us, whatever. We'll, we'll promote it, um, try and get these guys some attention and, you know, make that make that a bit. But anyway, yeah, everyone go watch the men's basketball game here on Monday. We'll be back. We teased it. Good interview and a great show, as always, on Friday for you guys. We'll preview the Tennessee game as well for that for football. But in the meantime, everyone have a One fun last and thing, safe. Nolten. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Do your shout out. Do your shout out. Shout out the two guys that were at a uh, charity golf tournament with my dad and mentioned our show not realizing they were talking to my dad so shout Thank out you those for guys listening. if they're listening yeah they're in kansas city you, yes, you know kansas who you are. city yeah you know you, know you guys you know who you are my dad yeah. said he Thank was my for... dad yeah, thank you for listening. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. We just love to love to get all the engagement and stuff. It's why we do it. Um, but yeah, anyway, that'll do it for the unwritten rule presented by Bet Online. Everyone have a fun and safe week. See you on Friday.